Welcome to CHN Radio, episode 31. I am your host, Greg Troxell, and we have an exciting episode, as always, for you today. It is just going to be me, which is less exciting, because uh, listening to Elijah's voice helps cut through my boring tone. So, unfortunately, you won't have him today. He has other obligations, but we have a lot to talk about anyway. So, uh, we're going to, we have a, first a special surprise for you to start off the podcast. I won't I kind of hinted at it earlier, but I won't, uh, I won't wait much longer for that. You'll get that right at the top. And then we'll talk about the match today or yesterday when you're listening to this against Manchester United and then our FA Cup match coming up against Blackburn Rovers. Uh, but before we get started, make sure you give us a follow at Coming Home NUFC and our podcast account at CHN underscore radio. And visit our website, comminghomenewcastle.com. There's going to be a lot of articles written on there with the transfer window coming up. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us. We're on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much Podbean, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate us five stars. It only helps us get out there um, and, and help us able to, to show the Newcastle world what these American Tune fans are talking about. So without further ado, let's get into the, the probably the most exciting part of this podcast. Uh, with me, I have the man of the hour from the mile high magpies. He kind of runs the group up there. Um, and it's tune army America's Denver chapter called mile high magpies. I have with me, Josh Lumpkin. How you doing? Not too bad, Greg. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a lot to talk about Josh. Um, so I just wanted to, to kind of jump into it a little bit. So this year, this February from the 22nd to the 24th, Mile High Magpies are hosting Toon Army America's meetup. They do a meetup every year nationally. Last year it was in Chicago. This year it's in Denver. And we all get together for a weekend. We watch the match. We drink a lot. We sing a lot. We yell a lot. It's a lot of banter. So, Josh, kind of walk us through what you have going on. And I know there's a big surprise added on to this. Um, but kind of describe the whole event for us and, and what should we expect and why should we go? Oh yes, thanks, Greg. Yeah, um, basically, we kind of uh, kind of got the idea about hosting this about two years ago. So it's we've been sort of like laying the foundation uh, through just our own network, and uh, we had a lot of ideas, and really wanted to make it special. I mean, I know uh, New York hosted the first one, and Dallas hosted one. We actually ended up going to the Chicago one uh, this last year, and I know there are always a lot of fun, and it's always everybody getting together and watch the game we kind of wanted to take it to another level. We wanted to showcase not only our group, but also just sort of Denver as a city. We have a wonderful craft beer scene here. Um, there's a lot to do. Um, if you haven't been keeping up, it was, I think it still is, uh, one of the fastest growing cities right now. Um, a lot of exciting things happening in Denver. And uh, we love it here, 300 sunny days a year. So <laughs> as we always say, new snow never falls on old snow. So it's just a great place to live, and we wanted to showcase, you know, kind of what the city had to offer, as well as our group. 
And we have a lot of fun all the time. Our match gatherings, we usually have around 10 or 15. And so we are really excited to uh, have the opportunity to be able to host this year's Toon Army Meetup. So we didn't want to have it just, you know, be just for the match. We didn't want to have everybody fly out and just watch the match. We wanted to create a whole experience. And of course, where did we start? We wanted to showcase Denver's craft beer scene, really Colorado's craft beer beer scene, but especially Denver's. Um, So basically, we decided we got to have a brewery tour. Um, We got to have a brewery tour for folks when they come out here. So we kind of started with that, and uh, it grew out of that. So we decided, let's start there. And then, as you know, if you've been following us on Facebook or Twitter, um, we decided to just do breakfast one morning. We decided to have our black and white breakfast, bring all the Newcastle fans together, Make everybody breakfast, watch the game. It was a lot of fun. So What's we a thought, typical hey, black and white breakfast? Can have that? Oh, man. Yeah, so we've got like eggs, bacon, sausage. Obviously, we host it over at the Hogshead Brewery. Our friends at the Hogshead Brewery are nice enough to have us, have us over there um, where we use the grill and we grill everything up. And it's a lot of fun. We got toast. So, yeah, it, it's definitely everybody gets fed. Um, everybody's drinking beers. you be able to go in and watch the game at the brewery. So, it's a lot of fun. Love that. Yeah, yeah. So we thought, why not add that? And then, you know, when we went out to Chicago, we had so much fun, you know, despite the game being moved, you know, due to Sky Sports and whatnot, we still had a lot of fun. Um, We sang a lot. We drank a lot. Um, We got to match some names with some, you know, with some faces and stuff. And so we thought, well, why not have an after party? We were there over at their uh, pub for quite a few hours. (laughs) I think we almost closed the place down, really. And uh, we thought, hey, let's, let's build that in, too. So that's kind of the way this all came about. We didn't want to have just everybody just show up for the week, just show up for the weekend, just for the game. We wanted to have everybody just sort of have a full experience. So Friday, you got to come in. If you're in on Friday, we have a fantastic meet and greet. Um, this will be, give you a chance, a little bit more of a casual environment to be able to sort of chat with everybody, meet other tune fans from all over the country, and uh, just be able to kind of sit down and chat and Make, match names and faces, trade some stories. And so, yeah, we've got that going on Friday night. It should be a lot of fun, very casual. Next morning, join us. Yeah, over at uh, Three Lions Pub. We're going to be uh, watching Newcastle versus Huddersfield. <laughs> we uh, chose this match because it was least likely to get moved. Um, we had some others in mind. However, this one seems to sort of work the best. And traditionally, we know that the, uh, the meetups have always been um, held on a home game, and it was typically the home derby. But uh, since that's not an option, uh, we decided to go. <laughs> yes, with, uh, we love. We live for Sunderland Dags. <laughs> exactly, we live for them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They got the tallest floodlights in League One. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, you get that. Yeah, you also get a you know free season ticket with a happy meal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love thankfully, that. yeah. So thankfully, we don't have to deal with any of that. Um, we thought Huddersfield is still going to be a significant game. Um, obviously, you know, we're looking to pick up three points. We're looking for a league double. We're looking to stay in this league, not get relegated. And uh, they're right now a potential relegation rival. So it's still going to be a fun game. Um, so, yeah, we decided to do that. And then after that, guess what? Brewery bus t- picking us up right from Three Lions Pub. Take us out for four hours. And this is going to be a, a lot of fun. This is going to be fantastic. Um, sadly, space is going to be very, very limited. But don't miss out on this. I mean, seriously, you can't Lyft or Uber or any other type of ride share 
around Denver for four hours for the price of this tour. So it's a fantastic value. There's going to be, uh, we're going to have coolers of water and stuff um, on the bus as well. Um, it's a custom tour. So we're going to try and cram five breweries in in four hours. Just depends upon how long everybody wants to stay at each one. But uh, me and a group of guys, you know, we're definitely big into the craft beer scene. So we're going to choose some fantastic breweries for your folks to come out and really showcase, you know, Colorado's craft scene here, um, specifically in Denver, and really showcase, you know, what a lot of the beers and stuff that are here that you probably aren't going to see in your home states just because distribution isn't that wide. So it's going to be a lot of fun. After that, give you an opportunity to, you know, relax and uh, maybe even take a nap, grab some lunch, whatever. And uh, then we'll all meet back again for the after party. And the after party will be a lot of fun right now. We've got a couple venues in mind. However, same deal. We had so much fun in Chicago. We really wanted to recreate some of that magic here in Denver. And so we're excited to have you all come out and uh, join us for the after party. Um, be a lot of fun. Again, next morning, still not going to end. We got breakfast. So getting back to that black and white breakfast. Um, so wake up. We'd like to see you guys one more time before you leave. Um, come down, have breakfast. It's free. Um, we've got this all put together. Uh, Richard, our resident grill master, does an excellent job. And uh, he'll be helping serve it at breakfast on the grill for us. And it uh, should be a lot of fun. So, again, you know, we've got events planned for every day. And we want people to be able to sort of take part at the level that they're comfortable with. But we really want to see as many of you out here as we possibly can. Um, we're excited to host this. Again, it's been two years in the making. And it is just something that we're all really, really excited about in matching names to faces and being able to connect with so many other of our great fans across this country. Yeah, no, that's, that's a extremely jam packed weekend and it's very exciting to, uh, to, to get, I mean, in, a, in the States, not many people outside of the country realize this, but you know, you don't just walk down the street and see Newcastle supporters. <laughs> so no. any, any chance you get to, congregate amongst them um uh, that's that's always an exciting time and uh now we, we might as well reveal it so what's uh what's this big news you've been holding back yeah so the big news is again we really wanted to make a special event we wanted to sort of raise the bar as you know from what's been sort of done before and we wanted to make a lot of memories and we wanted to have folks out here and really make it special so we got none other than one Mr. Warren Barton. That's right. Tune legend Warren <laughs> Barton is going to be at the Malheim Magpies Tune Army America meetup here in Denver. The legend of the time, the That's best right. flow in Premier League history, Warren Barton. That's right. Yes. So we are so excited to have him. Um, and this is, this is going to be, it's just going to bring everybody, I think, together and just give us, it's just going to, you know, unite us all again and be able to just bring in that awesome NUFC spirit to have someone like him come and, you know, spend, spend the whole weekend with us. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. So he'll be there the whole weekend. So what, what kind of things will the people coming to this event, what will they be able to do to see Warren or they're going to be able to hang out with Warren? What's the, what's the steps there? Yeah. So when you come in for the meet and greet, um, we've got uh, some VIP tickets available. Um, so when you come in for the meet and greet, Hogshead has been nice enough to generously donate 
one pint. So you get a free beer when you come in for any of those VIP tickets sold. So come in, have a beer with Martin, hang out. You know, it's going to be a little bit more intimate. You'll be able to chat with them, hang out with them, you know, swap some stories, you know, maybe share some experiences and whatnot. Um, so it'll be really nice. So we're going to have that going on on Friday. Then after the match, um, once we've been picked up and taken around and done the brewery tour, we'll come back. And Warren has been nice enough to sit down and do a Q&A with us. Um, and this will also involve CHN Radio. So you guys will be on tap there to do a live podcast, which is also very exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I'm the second time Warren's been on the pod. Um, and the first time was a lot of fun, too. We had a lot of jokes on that one. So you can definitely expect the same um, chance to get pictures with Warren, a chance to talk to him. Literally, I mean, this guy hates Sunderland more than anyone I know. Um, he's going to be, and he's been able to play against that multiple times. So uh, it's going to yeah. be pretty cool hearing the stories that he has to say. Yeah. And we're doing all of this 100% nonprofit. So um, please, you know, feel free to take part at any level. Um, again, if you want to come out and just take part in the free events, that's fine. No big deal. Um, but we will have some packages available where you can get sort of um, a package to be able to do like a VIP with Warren at the brewery tour, or you could do the brewery tour and uh, just do the Q and a, or you can just do the brewery tour. Um, so there's going to be a lot of ways for you to get involved with different levels. And again, if you're just, you know, if you just want to come out and do the free events, that's okay. We would love to have you. Um, but again, we're doing this to raise money. Um, all the proceeds are going to go to local charity. So we are not making a dime on this at all. Um, we're just really doing this um, because we want to have a great event and because we really want to see as many Newcastle fans out here as we can possibly cram into our spaces yeah. that we have allocated. <laughs> Denver, I yeah. hope you're ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know, uh, so. I know us CHN Radio and Coming Home Newcastle are excited to go out there and cover the event. Um, it's, it's just going to be a really good time. For sure. Now, if, if anyone is looking to come to this event, uh, or maybe this might even be the first time they've heard about it, where do, where do they get the information? Uh, Josh, what's the best place to go? Uh, the best place would be to head over to the Mile High Magpies Facebook page. Um, on there, we'll have all of the information um, you know, available about the event. Uh, right now, we don't have any specific dates and times, obviously, aside from the match, um, which right now is still scheduled for 8 a.m. So that'll go from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then the brewery bus, we're anticipated to pick us up right around 10.30 or 11. You know, give everybody a chance to settle their tab and uh, jump on. The brewery bus is limited. Um, it is, they only have 40 seats available. I would encourage you all to get on that. Um, or, again, do sort of like a combination of tickets if you think you want to go see Warren as well. Um, so, yeah, I would encourage you all to get involved in that as much as you can. If you can't make the brewery bus, or, you know, if you're just, you know, not really big into the craft beer scene, hey, that's okay. There's plenty of things to uh, explore here in Denver. We'll be posting some information around that as well. Um, so, yeah, and just due to uh, the limitations of the Eventbrite software, there will be two Eventbrite posts. So one of them will involve the brewery bus, which, like I said, is going to be limited to about 40 seats. Um, however, the other one, the other event bright will have, you know, just, you know, tickets and stuff to do, you can do VIP with Warren, or you can just come to the Q and a with Warren. Again, it's, it's all going to be just benefiting charity. It's all going to be nonprofit. And um, you'll be able to, those tickets will be much more readily available because 
obviously we're not limited to a bus. So we have a much bigger space uh, for you guys to come down and uh, meet Warren and chat with Warren. And so those tickets will also be available. So please, I mean, donate at whatever price point you are comfortable with or just come out and do the free events no matter what we want to see out here. Yeah, awesome. So definitely go to Facebook, find Mile High Magpies, uh, give them a like, and then follow them. That's going to get all the updates. We'll be posting stuff too, and you can feel free to email us, and I can forward your questions over if that's easier. But either way, this is going to be an exciting event. I can't wait. Uh, my birthday is the 21st of February, so it's oh. definitely going to be a, a swell time for me. <laughs> so uh, yeah. it's the, yeah. dirty, the dirty 30 <laughs> for me, the dirty 30. Um, I'm ready. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we, awesome. we, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we, we, uh, we saw off a, a good friend of ours who is uh, moving back to his home state. And uh, yeah, it was definitely shenanigans. Uh, so. <laughs> For sure. There's yeah. a lot of that. A lot of there, that. Yes. And maybe if enough of you guys come to this event, we can f- essentially build a consortium to buy Newcastle United. You never know. You never know. In, this is true. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. So no, anything is possible for sure. But uh, (laughs) no, we, we, we want to see folks from all over. Um, Everybody has been very supportive. Um, I mean, really all the student army groups, I mean, Atlanta, uh, Portland, you know, Seattle, um, San Diego. I mean, everybody's just been fantastic. Chicago, New York, Dallas, you guys have all been fantastic. And, and helping us and uh, giving us suggestions and being in touch and liking us. So, you know, we just want to say a big thank you and we're excited to see you all. And we certainly hope, you know, we get a great turnout because the more people we have, the more we can donate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Josh, for, for stopping by. And I'm sure we'll have you on at least one other time, probably more than that to go over any new details as they arise. But um, other than that, it was, a, it was a pleasure. We're so excited for the event. And uh, away the lads. Yes, indeed. All right. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Josh, for that. That's awesome news having Warren Barton, friend of the pod, Warren Barton, uh, come out, do a live show with CHN Radio in Denver, Colorado. It's, it's just crazy how far this has come in, in a mere six months. And now being able to do a live podcast with Warren at a Toon Army America meetup is a pretty cool thing. We never thought that this would grow as, as much as it has in just a short amount of time, which is really awesome. So thank you guys, those of you that do listen. I really hope that you guys can make it out there. Uh, it'd be such a, a fun event. It's very, I mean, you can honestly, I mean, there, the cost to get to of things to do there is so cheap compared to what it would do if you just visited any other city. So I really hope to see you guys there and please like, we'll, we'll be, you'll, you'll know who we are. So please come up and, and introduce yourselves to us. That'd be, it'd be pretty awesome to meet all the people that we get to talk to and, and comment on our, on our Twitter and do all that stuff. So we really hope to see most of you guys out there, but let's get into some club news um, actually, if you go to our website, comminghomenewcastle.com, you'll see there's a few articles up there that I had written. And one of the ones that popped up today, or sorry, yesterday, when you're listening to this, was, uh, Newcastle United are linked with AC Milan mid- midfielder. He's Uruguayan international. Um, his name is Diego Luxalt. He is, you may be familiar because he, we were linked to him before. He had a great World Cup for Uruguay, and he's left mid. He can play left wing back, very mobile going forward, very good on the ball, likes to 
Like it's a great chances, great crosser. Um, he has only made 13 Serie A appearances, only four starts. So kind of he was purchased for 16 million pounds and from Genoa and just hasn't gone as planned. So it looks like they are looking to, to offload him, and it looks like it's going to be less than that. I, I posted a highlight video so you guys can look at what he's capable of. But with Rafa playing five at the back, he could be a very good wing back for us moving forward. And that gives us the ability to move either Kennedy or Richie, whoever we have as a midfielder, um, up into an attacking position, which I think would benefit us since Luxalt is a pretty good defender on top of his um, midfield skill set. So that's pretty cool news there. Uh, next bit of information that popped up is it seems like one of the Newcastle's players, Jacob Murphy, is attracting some interest. So it seems Hutterfield Town and Darby County are interested in doing business with Newcastle for the winger. Um, looks like HUDs are looking for just really just attacking options at this point, willing to essentially just sign anybody. Um, and Jacob Murphy could be like a cheap option. So uh, it's reported that Huddersfield is looking for a loan for Murphy, but I'm hesitant to that. The Chronicle was reporting. They said that Rafa did not want to lose any or did not want to lose Murphy and he would resist any offer for even if it's a loan that came in for him. So it seems like Rafa, Rafa does value him or just values depth at this point because there isn't much left, especially with the injuries that are incurring. But um, Darby, I would assume they'd probably be more interested in purchasing the player if they could afford him. I, I would doubt he would go for what we purchased him for. I'm sure it would be less than that, but something to watch out there. And the last bit of news before we get into the match review, there's two French fullbacks that are linked to us. One of them is interesting to me. Um, for some reason, for some odd reason, I know a good bit about Strasbourg. Uh, they've kind of rocketed up the French league and in well, it's like six years, they were promoted five times and now they're in League One, League uh, and doing it in the top half of the table. But there's a fullback there named Kenny Lala. He's plays for Strasbourg, and he is having a dominant season in the league. He very attack-minded fullback. He would also be very good at the five of the back formation, but he's 27 years old, and listen to this. He has three goals and six assists and 17 starts for a fullback. That's, in, that's crazy. That's wild numbers. So if we could have any type of quality like that come into our squad, that's a huge boost. It seems like it's going to be around 12 mil to get him in. Uh, I don't know if we're going to pay that, though. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. The other player that we're linked to is another fullback. It's Valentin Rosier, 22-year-old. He plays for Dijon, who's in the bottom of the table. He has 17 starts and has four assists on the season, which is also extremely good. But they're both similar players. Actually, all three of the players, uh, Diego Lexalt, Kenny Lala, and Valentin Rosier, they're very similar in, in the fact that they're great on the ball and they're moving forward. They're looking to create. I think Lala has more of the scorer's touch out of it. He does. He has a penalty goal as well. But the the thing that really separates Rosier from Lexalt and Lala is that he's very good at reading passing lanes and def, and intercepting passes and starting countering counterattacks. That's his specialty, I would say. From the little I've watched of him. Um, that's that's what he's really good at. Looks like a fee could go around eight mil, so less than what we got Muto for. 
but and he's only 22. It seems like a that that seems like the player I think Newcastle would be most likely to get is Valentin Rose. But uh, I have an article up about that on ComingHomeNewcastle.com. You can click. I, I put some YouTube videos in there, so you can just click on those and and look at their skill set. Let me know what you think about those. So now we go to my least favorite part about this episode is our match against Manchester United. So we did not do well <laughs> against Manchester United. Now there's, there's a lot that could be said for, for how the team performed. I mean, you look at what these players cost versus what Newcastle United cost. It's not, not even close. I mean, when they subbed on Lukaku and Alexis Sanchez, I mean, that's probably more, I don't know the exact numbers, but that's probably more than our entire squad. So that's outrageous. So we're already against it. And, you know, I thought there was a little bit of hope. I predicted a 2-1 loss. It ended 2-0. Um, could have been a lot worse. But let's, uh, let's go a little through the match here. So we have – it's just I – don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like, Newcastle comes out in their three at the back – or three – I guess it's a 5-4-1 defensively and a 3-4-3 attacking. Richie, the left wing back. You have Hayden and Diame starting in the midfield. I mean, if you're expecting those two to defend Pogba, it, you know what I mean? It's just what what do you really what can you really expect from that? But um, we do have a, a three words submission from Don. Uh, at, you can follow him at Smick Ultra. Lack of quality, and that and that's really it. That's what I'm getting at. Is just we didn't have enough to compete against a side who's one on fire like they are as, as hot as they are. And then to just all their players are just way better. So uh, starting lineup comes out. I'll, I'll tell you kind of what I thought about any surprises. The first surprise is Florian Lejeune is back, which Elijah and I, I mean, we'll admit our mistakes here. We said he would not come back at all this season that you guys were crazy for thinking that he would come back because that's not how ACL injuries work. Sure enough, Florian Lejeune must have had like the secret sauce or something. I don't know, but he's back. He was back in the lineup. He didn't play, but so cool to see him back. That, I mean, if we do have depth, it's at center back. Uh, but the starting lineup was Dubravka, Gedlin, Cher, Lascelles, Dummett, Richie, Diame, Hayden, Atsu, Perez, and Rondon. So no real surprises there, I guess. Um, it seems like more of a squad rotation and some putting uh, Hayden in the lineup. Atsu, I think, deserved a place. Um, so it was it was good to see there. Um, so the game started, and it was actually very open. I was, I was impressed with how the game was played for Newcastle. I thought for sure it would be a bunker in, but Rafa clearly stuck to his laurels of what he saw in the first match against him, even with the manager change. But, you know, we were very – we created a lot of chances relative to how less, how often we had the ball. We didn't have the ball a lot, 35% for the match. We stole the ball from Manchester United often, and we created a lot of chances from it. We were definitely bad at finishing. We lost the ball. As, as soon as we tried to have uh, possession, we lost it, gave away a lot of free kicks, a lot of errors. But when we were countering, we played with width. We attacked mainly down the left side. Atsu was dominant. And when we did have the ball, we were we we're shooting it. So 
I have to say it was, it was a good start for Newcastle for sure. Um, and there was 18th minute came around and there was a, a pretty great chance. It was, it was actually an excellent ball from Perez. He actually stole the ball um, from a defender and just launched it down the field and it landed right at Atu's feet and he got in behind, but um, Lindelof forced Atu a little wide and then he tried to slice the shot across the face of the net, but, you know, Diggy, it, I mean, De Gea is, is obviously there <laughs> to make that save. That's not a save that he's going to miss. Um, also, uh, another first half stat that I really need to talk about. Newcastle United won the nutmeg battle, ladies and gentlemen. We had Atsu absolutely annihilated Pogba. That was insane when you have Christian Atsu nutmegging Pogba. Like, that is wild to think about. And then shortly after the chance I just spoke about, Rondon nutmegged Luke Shaw, which is amazing. And then Cher had a nutmeg a little later. So Newcastle won, if we're counting nutmegs, 3-0 win for Newcastle today. Um, so that, that was great. Dubrovko had a pretty good first half. Another chance happened, uh, 35th minute. Atsu, again, spreading the play. He really found the space in this one. He spread, spread it up to Hayden. He and Yedlin were passing it back and forth. And then I guess Yedlin kind of just had a, had a little dink cross, which found Rondon. Rondon like levitated up for this ball. And he was leaned back a little bit and went over the bar. Um, that was the two best chances for Newcastle in the first half, and it ended 0-0. It was definitely odd, but it was exciting spells for Newcastle, boring periods. But you have to think after the first half that Newcastle has their shot in this, especially with Atsu playing as well as he did. Uh, second half came on, and it was, wasn't long after that it seemed like Diame was hurt, and it was eight minutes after the start that Diame was struggling and Shelby came in to replace him. I, I was immediately like, okay, we just got better and fresher and better. So I thought things were going to go well. And it honestly, the moment happened 63rd minute when Manchester United wasn't really getting anything done. They had some chances, weren't, weren't getting anything going. So that's when they took Martial and Mata off, which I was like, whoa, they're taking Martial off. But they brought in Alexis Sanchez and Lukaku. And probably 30 minutes after it, Rashford hits a free kick from 30 yards out. It has a nasty dip. I mean, the Bravka, you could say he spilled it. But at the same time, that was a heck of a kick by Rashford. And it bounces back out. Lukaku is the first person to get on it and scores on the first touch. And... It looked like Dubrovka was hurt on the play because he starts holding his hand. It, it, I'm I'm chalking it up as a mistake for Dubrovka. Um, some people, I, mean, I get it. I get the argument that the free kick was really good, but you know, you want if if the ball's hitting both your both the hands of the keeper, you got to hope that isn't coming out for a rebound. Um, so it was one nothing Manchester United, and then a mere ten minutes later. Shelby had a real chance to tie this up. So Shelby curls a ball that's headed to Atsu, and he just absolutely unleashes this ball, and it just goes just past the near post. And I, I thought for sure that was going in. Atsu is the champion of the world champion of almost scoring. He has like 
probably six almost goals this season and non-actual goals. So, yeah, like I think it was like two or three podcasts ago, Elijah was saying like, well, Elijah and I were basically saying like this one, like this, Atu's due, it's time. And he's still due, clearly, because he keeps missing all these chances that he's getting inside the box. Um, and then shortly after that chance, it was Rashford who makes it 2 nothing. Uh, it was awful defending, really. Um, Newcastle lost the ball in the middle, the pitch, and nobody even reacts. Nobody moves. Rashford literally just just has a nice little jog in the park <laughs> across, and he spreads it out to Lukaku, who fed it to Sanchez. He looks up, and he sees Rashford wide open. Nobody even follows him. Just passes it right over to him, and he just slides it right underneath Dubrovka for the goal to make it 2 nothing. Uh, Muto came on for the final nine minutes. Uh, Lingard came on after that, but it was Newcastle. It ended 2 nothing. Newcastle starting 2019 with their eighth home loss of the se- season, uh, which is unacceptable, honestly. They have to play better at home. And we say like their form is better on the road, and that's good. We're getting road points, but it's only good to get road points when you're actually performing at home. And Newcastle just simply isn't doing that. And it doesn't matter the – I mean, yeah, today we played a, a way better Manchester United squad, but in reality, you know, it, we've it's been a lot longer than just this match that we've underperformed at home. So pretty difficult stuff to, to watch there. So – all right, going up to some some stats for the match. Uh, Newcastle, so I mentioned their their eighth defeat. They are they're one away from their highest number of losses at St. James's Park in a season, which is nine. They've never lost more than nine, and we're here on January 2nd, I'm recording, with eight losses. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe that that record won't be broken this year. Um, also, a record breaker that's pretty close is the number of losses. Um, 11 was the number of losses that we recorded in 57-58 and 77-78. Um, that's the number of home losses in a season that outside of the Premier League. So the eight the nine home losses is our record inside the Premier League. Eleven home losses in a season was before the Premier League started. So, just a little clarification on that. Um, goal drought is Newcastle has scored just seven times in eleven matches at home this season, and the lowest amount of scores that we've the lowest amount of goals that we've scored at home was twenty one, uh, which was last year, and. Currently, we have seven with eight home games left. So I doubt we're even going to come close to 21. It's, it's really appalling. So that is our stats. If we go to 538, they do their end-of-season probabilities. Newcastle are getting closer to the relegation zone. So we are at 24% going into today. This loss put us at 33%, and Southampton have – surpassed us so only Burnley Cardiff Fulham and Huddersfield are below us in the end of season probability rankings so they're saying at the end of the year we'll finish at 35 points but that would also tie Burnley and Cardiff City 
Um, and Cardiff City would be the one getting relegated on goal differential, and then Fulham and Huddersfield behind them. So it's starting to get a little nervy there, according to 538. Um, some quotes for the match, quotes that I thought were pretty telling. Rafa, he always tries to just be as honest as possible, but it, it, you can tell he's starting to get frustrated. He said, we started quite well. There were two or three situations where we were quite close, and we also had some chances in the second half. We lost the game 2 nothing, but we deserved more. I, I can agree with that. Just me, listen to Rafa, I can agree with that. He also said, to win the game, I don't know, but to be there and be close and get a draw, I think so. If you analyze how we concede, they didn't create many clear chances. At the end, when we were more open and exposed, they were more dangerous, but for 80 minutes, it was really close. Yeah, and the the final third is key, and we can't finish our chances. So um, that's it's going to be tough to win when you can't finish those. Uh, on Modiame, Rafa said it's in the hip and the groin. He has had this problem before. We hope it will not be serious. He couldn't continue in the game, but normally he's fine in a couple of days. So it sounds like a reoccurring injury with Diame there, but we'll definitely keep track of that. All right, so. I'll get into best player, worst player. I will say the best player for Newcastle United. It's honestly wild that we're even coming to this, but the best player is Christian Atsu. He was just a madman. He led, led in shots. He had five shots, two on target, 82.8% passing, which is really good. Um, and I, I just have to say, like, I mean, if he could have finished one of his chances, that changes the game, but he had so many of them. He really he really was the one player that everyone, like I, I guess the one player that Manchester United couldn't solve. I mean, he was getting in behind Manchester United. Um, Christian Atsu was. So it, it, it was really impressive that that was – happening at all and and Atu deserves credit because he's done it for a few weeks now um so I, I really have to give him a lot of props for that another player i want to give a shout out to is isaac hayden really think of of i'm not saying he was a world beater by any means but i think he had a good day so i'd like to, i'd be curious to see what you all think of that uh worst player it's not going to be a surprise here um it's Iosi Perez, he had one key pass in the match, which is way better than he usually does, but he literally – he had the least amount of completed passes than any starter on the pitch, including the goalies. And this is, this is our creating, attacking midfielder. The least amount of passes, 13, 13 passes. Martin Dubrovka had 26. 26, double the amount of passes that Perez had. If you're an attacking midfielder and playing in a forward position, you have to be more involved. You can't, you, people cannot tell me that he, uh, like the, the one argument, oh, you can't deny his effort. That, that's that right there, 13 passes, helps me say that you're wrong about his effort. Because if he's not getting there to the ball, then he's not doing his job. He's being lazy. Like, Kennedy came on in the 68th minute and has one more pass than Iosi Perez. And Iosi Perez played 68 minutes. Kennedy played 22. 
So I just don't know what else to say. Like people can like try to defend him all you want, but I, I think Rafa needs to drop him. I mean, Muto is going to come out. We don't have a choice, but uh, an attacking midfielder to replace Perez is paramount because you put one good player there. It completely changes things because you're, and, and you guys will see it when it happens, but this is unacceptable that it keeps happening. And, and, he's not getting slated for it by the manager. I, I just don't understand where the favoritism is. Like, I think Iazzi Perez might like babysit Rafa's kids or his dogs or something because there's no other, like what else is there? I mean, I'm going to check. Maybe there's an, uh, I don't know if there's a separate dog watching app in England outside of Rover. I know Rover is here in the States, but maybe I is doing that, you know? Rafa loves his dogs. So uh, another just brutal performance from him. If it wasn't for Perez, then I would definitely call out Dubravka in this one. He had pretty bad distribution and he gave up a massive error. So uh, that was a key event that led to something bad happening, but Perez still wins his stake. All right, so let's, uh, let's erase that. Let's erase that match. We'll go towards the Premier League table now. And it's it's getting a little scary. So but we didn't we didn't drop any ground as far as we're still in fifteenth place. But Burnley has come up. They're tied with us on points. Cardiff is tied with us on points. Um and we're just winning on the goal differential by seven and eight goals. So still comfortable there if we're tied. But Southampton now only two points away from us in the relegation zone. Fulham has 14 points, and Huddersfield is in last with 10. Um, so it's starting to get a little closer to the bottom for Newcastle. So something really needs to change um, if we're going to stay up and pull the miracle that Rafa says that we'll need. All right. So last bit here is the FA Cup match that is happening this weekend. Pretty cool stuff because I love the FA Cup. I know it's a famous trophy. Some people have been slating it because money has kind of ruined the game, but I still love the competition, just giving the the little guys a shot. And here we are with playing a championship side, Blackburn Rovers. We definitely have a lot of history with them. It's the Alan Shearer Derby. And, um, you know, Blackburn's not having particularly a great year. They are in... I want to say it's 15th place in the championship. Yeah, they're in 15th place with 34 points. Um, and it's really uh, hasn't been that great of a year for them. <laughs> not not what they expected. From from a play style, they're actually pretty good at, at set pieces. That's something to watch out for. Um, they create chances using through balls. They attempt through balls a lot, a lot of longs. Balls, long style play, but they attack through the middle. They like to play an offside trap, and and they rotate their first eleven a lot. So, and I expect for this one, they'll probably try to put out a strong side. Um, players to watch out for, I think, um, Charlie Mulgrew. I think is a is a good player for them. Uh, Darren Lennon. Could be good. Derek Williams, all defensive players. But on the attacking side, I think they are lacking. They, they do have um, uh, Bradley Dak and Denny Graham 
Bradley Dak has 10 goals and four assists, while Danny Graham has eight goals and three assists. So two strong attacking players there. And if you notice, I'm not mentioning former Newcastle player Adam Armstrong. I actually wrote an article beginning of this year, and Blackburn fans came at me for this. So I'd like to see how you all are thinking now. But Adam Armstrong, I said, can he's just a good League One player. And that's what he's developed to, and that's how he's going to be. His size doesn't account for much else for this with his skill set. And also, he's not a forward. He needs to be a mid- midfielder. He can't have a five-foot, five-forward out there, in my opinion. But he has two goals and one assist on the year. So just not that good. And he's made 15 appearances, nine starting, and has only been able to make three goals come out of it. So... Um, but yeah, I, I expect that. I would love to see Adam Armstrong start. I'm sure there's a lot of motivation for him in this match. On Newcastle's side, I'm not really sure what we're going to do. I would love to see love to see Elias Sorsen come into play here. I would love to see him and Longstaff start um, with like Rondon or Hasselu on the bench. <clears throat> excuse me, to back up Sorensen. That would be really awesome. Longstaff starting and playing 90 would be huge for me. Why not get Freddie Woodman in there, see what he's capable of. And then and then I, I honestly, I would probably keep things pretty much the same. Maybe give Lejeune a run since he was in the squad. Shelby, I think, needs a full match to, I guess, get his legs under him. But other than that, that's the two I would want to see is Longstaff and Sorensen and Woodman. Sorry, three, I'd want to see get in there and play for the tune. I think with that lineup, just making three big changes, I think that that is good enough to get us a win. I think this squad is a top five championship squad for sure. So playing the 15th in the table championship side, I think we're, we're definitely better than. And even with the three replacements, I think that could happen as well. So... um Match predictions in this, I think we can comfortably say that, well, in my opinion, I say that Newcastle will win. And, I, and I, I'm and i okay with that. I know some people want don't really want us to go on a run so that we stay up. I think we can do a little bit of both. But um, I think Newcastle win this 2-0. I think it's a, a pretty, I guess what I can hope for is just an injury-free day and we just kind of coast to a nice win here. Um, some stats for you. It's the ninth time that Newcastle United and Rovers have been paired in the FA Cup. Newcastle won six compared to Blackburn's two in the eight they've played so far. So this will be the ninth. I think Newcastle will win this time as well. Um, it's also the first time that we've been drawn at home in back third-round ties since 2002 so maybe this is a way to write our woeful home form (laughs) hopefully that's all we can ask for there but that does it for this episode um we will be doing another episode next week talking about the fa cup match and previewing well actually we're just going to be talking about that match next week we finally don't have a jumbled schedule where we're playing two games every week so um i again Great news that we heard earlier about the Mile High Magpies group and Toon Army America. We have Warren Barton live show. It's for real happening. So really excited about that. Um, And we will be 
looking forward to seeing all of you there again happy new year everybody first part of 2019 haven't mentioned that one yet but uh thank you so much for listening elijah will be back with us next time and all i have to say is away the lads Just can't do to the railway bridge, the bus will flow off there. The lasses lost the crinolines and the bales that hide their faces. I got two black eyes and a broken nose and gammon to blade and razors. Oh, my God.